to The Megan Walrod Show. I'm your host, and I am delighted to bring to you season two, Brave Women, Brave Living. You are in for some juicy, inspiring conversations. So dive in, enjoy, then afterwards, come on and continue the conversations in our private Facebook group. The link is in the show notes. I'm so glad you're here. Thanks for tuning in. Now, let's go already. Hello, Corey Michelle, and welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you here today. Thanks for having me, Megan. I'm really excited to see where this conversation goes today. <laughs> me too. Me too. And for our listeners, if you haven't met Corey, I want to share with you a little bit of her official creds and then share with you, you haven't even heard this yet, Corey, how it is, why it is that we're having this conversation today. So Corey Michelle is this amazing being that I connected with. Actually, I'm going to tell you the story first. Connected with years ago, we were both participating in a class together. We went out to lunch together with a group of people. Conversation was about money. This was my first real encounter with Corey Michelle. And she said something, you may even remember it. She said something that was like this potent truth that just kind of like floated across the table to me. It was like this effervescent sparkly bubble. And it, it was like, she delivered, you delivered something in a way that I was actually able to receive it that went into my world as just a whole different way of viewing money that changed things. And that, that was like such a gift. And that was one of your superpowers of like, here's a big truth that I wasn't able to receive and you delivered it in a way that I could receive it. And then for Corey knows this, of course, listeners letting you know that I spent two years in Corey's creation Academy. Is it still called? Creation Academy? Yes. Two years with this woman as my mentor and learning how to bring my dreams into reality and recognizing so many things, having so many life-changing experiences that has truly changed the trajectory of my life. So I'm so grateful. So when I knew it was time to do this podcast, when it just pinged me, now was the time you were the first person I reached out to. Cause I was just like, Corey, is the one I want to begin these conversations with. And so thank you for being that inspiration and model for me of someone who is so truly, purely committed to your reality. And you said something once to me, I know I'm talking a lot. We're going to hear from you in just a moment. You said something once, I'm not going to ever let anybody yuck my yum. And that just has stayed with me, not going to let someone else yuck my yum. And you've been such a great role model of you're creating your reality and you are the one that is the designer of that. So let me read the official bio and then Corey, we're going to dive in. So Corey Michelle is a rising star in the world of personal transformation and manifestation with her unique blend of wisdom, insight, and pure awareness. She helps her clients tap into their full potential and create the life of their dreams. Her signature process identity transformation has produced life-changing results, and she is renowned for her ability to help her clients achieve quantum leaps in their lives. Whether she's leading a workshop, giving a keynote speech, or working one-on-one -on -one with her clients, or leading retreats in really amazing settings. Corey Michelle is a magical activation of your dreams coming alive. So if you're looking for someone to help you unleash your full potential and make your biggest dreams a reality, 
Corey Michelle is your unicorn coach, and we are truly blessed to have you with us today, Corey. So, whoa. <sighs> I want Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. That was a little crazy, awesome, so inspired. You said something to me when I reached out to you and said, all right, this season is dedicated to brave women, brave living. You were like, I have a little bit of a different perspective on brave, and I'd love to hear that. Mm-hmm. Oh, for Talk sure. Tell me for about sure. brave. Your view oh my gosh. It. First of all, I just have to say, wow, I love that you're doing this series. I freaking adore you. And it has been so amazing to see your transformation since when we first met to now and what you're doing in the world and everything that you've gone through and you're creating your dreams and bringing your dreams alive through this podcast and through your book and through coaching and everything else. It's like, it's, it's always such a honor to witness people through their journey and to, it's like, um, spark their dreams. It's kind of like giving them a kickstart and you go, Oh, there it is. Oh, it's, and it gets eat like it. It's like, I help people make it easier. Cause it's like, we get sort of all the fluff out and then all the, and all the distractions and totally. the limitations and stuff like that out of the way so that you go, Oh, and it's like a little kickstart and you go, Oh yeah, that, Oh yeah, that, Oh yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and thank you. And I like almost clapped. That's what you saw my hands doing. Cause I wanted to clap. And then I remembered we're recording this. This might be loud in your ears. I so appreciate that reflection. And I just want to say too, it's so much more than a kickstart. I mean, just to acknowledge like the journey in that container that you create, it's immersing in the field of that dream is. And so it's just, I just want to say that it's just so much more. So anyway, (laughs) anyway, thank you. Yes. So in terms of brave, you know, a lot of people have said I'm brave for a lot of things in my life. Um, you know, many, many instances. And when you were saying the, you know, doing the podcast about being brave, like I don't consider myself brave, like brave and courageous, like those two energies. I don't ever say I'm brave or I'm courageous. Um, I, I am, I am risk attracted. And so I like risk risk is like adrenaline for me. And so I think that some some um, one perspective of being brave is actually stepping into risk, mm-hmm. risking your heart, risking your, you know, taking a chance on yourself, yeah. taking a chance that you're amazing, taking a chance on your dreams. And so it's just a, pers- I say, it's just a perspective. It's one perspective yeah. to think that brave is, you know, like I'm going to be brave and I'm, and I'm going to embody that energy or courageous to step into my power, right. Or to take the chance and or to let something go right yeah and for me it's like exciting and Mm. it's like it's the risk that makes my life worth living because if i wasn't taking those risks it it wouldn't be like i feel like my life would be very very different but yeah. so I'm, I'm risk attracted. Is that even a, a phrase? I think I just might've made We're it up. Creating it. Yeah. You're creating it in the moment. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Does that make sense? Well, what I'm hearing is it's almost cause when I like, for me, bravery is this awareness of, okay, there's something I really desire and there's fear that gets in the mm-hmm. way. And you might talk about that as like a bullshit priority, right? Making the fear <laughs> more important than my desire. And so for me, that bravery is, 
choosing to take action. It's not about being fearless. It's choosing to take action and making what it is I desire more important than the fear. So that's, and what I'm hearing you say is you are risk attract, like you are attracted and turned on by risk because you know, it's what's required to leave what has been to create something new and next. And so it's almost like does fear just not enter on the radar screen? Cause if you're, if you're embracing risk is like, yes, I'm going to have my dreams. So whatever is required and not as like a head conceptual, but I really feel like I want to hear more because you're speaking to the energies and you play with the energies because it's all about the energies in the quantum world. It sure is. So I wouldn't say that fear doesn't enter my world because it does. It just has a low priority of reaction. Mm. So I don't react to fear like, oh my God, I'm so scared of that. I go, if I, if I say that in my head, like I said that about skydiving years ago, and my first thought was I need to do it. Mm. Yeah. I said, anything I am afraid of, that is the direction I need to go in. So at some point, and I can't even, like, I don't even know when that started, if it started or if it was already sort of something in my world. But when I think of things that I'm afraid of, I I know that that's where I need to go because that, um, like you said, that there's a contrast. And whenever there's a contrast that's showing up so uh, vibrantly, like, like a fear, that's just a really intense energy. That's like a beacon for me. So I go, oh, I'm afraid of that. Okay, let's go do it. Now, it, sometimes it takes me a while <laughs> to actually do it Yeah, based yeah. on whatever's going on in my life or maybe timing or, or maybe there is a lot of resistance in my world to stepping into that and stepping into the identity of who I am. Mm. Mm-hmm. Or having a podcast or being invited on podcasts or being a, a world renowned you know, new thought leader and whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. There, the resistance I think is more in my world, the thing that I deal with versus the fear. The fear is the attraction point and the awareness of, Hey, you should look in that direction because there's something there that's intensity. And then it's always for me. And this is also what I teach is like, what are we making up about that energy that mm-hmm. is dictating the story that we're telling ourselves? Mm-hmm. So in, in the world, the, the conversation about fear is always, oh, I'm afraid of that. I need to not go there. Totally. And what does that end up doing, right? Our lives become these little safety bubble, very limited, very small. Yeah. And would you be willing to share, whether it's with the skydiving example or something else, what you discovered in working through the resistance, because you also talked about identity, right? Like the resistance to who you're going to become by choosing that. So whether it's skydiver or something else, like what was the flavor of that resistance? And what did you discover about yourself and who are you becoming actually in doing it and on the other side? Mm -hmm. And if you want to choose another example, that's fine too. That's just. It's all about familiarity, right? It's like, are you familiar with your yourself as someone who chooses that? And if we're not familiar with ourselves as someone who chooses that, then there, when like, so when fear shows up, for example, then I believe that there is a version of you that has already chosen that, that it has familiarity with it, that has the constructs and we can tune into that future self and say, okay, well, what is that version of, you know, 
And if we can do that, then we go, oh, well, it's no big deal. I've already done that. It's already in the past. And because time doesn't exist, we have this concept, time doesn't exist, right? If time doesn't exist, then we can hop into whatever consciousness, version of consciousness that we desire, want to, or would be beneficial to go, hey, what's it like on the other side? And then we go, oh yeah, it was no big deal. I did it. I had a lot of fear and had resistance, but my resistance was because of this, because I wasn't familiar with the choice or the energy or, or we have a story, like we just said, that said, this is unsafe, or I don't know myself as someone who takes risks to skydive, right? Or I'm scared of heights, or whatever the story is that is in conflict with that version of you that has already done it. Yeah. And that's what we look at a lot of going, okay, so let's collapse time. Let's look at what is, what is really going on. And if we shift that perspective, then all of a sudden you have access to that choice. I love this whole thing of like the becoming the time, the future self. And when we're not familiar with ourselves in that identity, or we think we're not, it can seem very intimidating. Like I'm doing something that's inviting me to lean into risk these days, which is dating. And I'm having so much fun. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm becoming that woman that can receive from men in a way and gift to men in a way that's like kindness and non-judgment and inviting pleasure. And it's just like, blowing my world open of like, I'm becoming, I just said to myself in the mirror the other night, you're becoming the woman that you knew was possible. So I'm curious if there's something like either a a current where you're stepping in and releasing an old identity or something kind of recent where you can share with us, like what that edge was and what you discovered about yourself. I think I've been been in some edges for like a couple of years now. I think everybody I talk to has been in an edge since, uh, you know, March of 2020, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like like everybody's lives turned upside down, changed around. Everybody had to do everything different. So now we're looking at, well, who am I now? Who do I really want to be now? I feel like personally, and this is a conversation I'm having a lot is, okay, we just went through all of this stuff. Who do we want to be now? Like as a choice. And not really like I'm going to create myself, but almost like what timeline do I want to hop onto and who am I there that already exists because we don't have to create it from nothing. We actually just have to tune into it. And that's how we can actually have these quantum jumps is that we're, we're just going to the version of us that already exists. And so if I look at that for myself, I'm really looking at Um, this question of do, and this is a question for the last two years is, do I really want to be that known? Like I'm known to a certain extent, but do I really want to be that known? And whatever that known is, I don't know. Like how big do I want to go? The world is my oyster. My my reality is my oyster. Yeah. So that's been my thing of like, I really have liked the size, if you want to look at it that way, that I have been in my business and seen, uh, but is it really that satisfying? Is it or not that satisfying? But is it really going uh, going to continue to create the satisfaction, the joy, that risk, like that excitement mm-hmm. in my life? Mm-hmm. And that's been the you know the fence that I've been on for a while. And I you yeah. know just recently I'm like no okay I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready to go. And it's interesting because one of the things that had to catalyze in my world to really say yes. Because it isn't until we fully say yes, we surrender our old 
to say yes to the new. Yeah. And in that moment, all of a sudden, everything starts getting more clear. And that's yeah. why I think a lot of people are like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Like, I, 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 maybe, yeah, but I don't know. And it's because we haven't fully said yes. Yeah. So when I was like, okay, yes, then everything started getting clear and everything started lining up. But one of the things was really owning my brilliance mm. and going, you know what? I have, I have something really amazing here and it affects, it's affected a lot of people. It's helped a lot of people bring their dreams alive. And do I really want to own the fact that that's true and contribute to even more people bringing their dreams alive? Right. And that comes with doubt and insecurity and uh, some, it wasn't as much fear. It was more like doubt and insecurity and like, can I really do that? And then one of the things that showed up for me was like, are you, am I going to be seen as a fraud? Is somebody going to mm. come in, you know, that whole imposter syndrome, which I haven't really had all that much of, but it showed up and I was like, wow, whose is that? Like that has not been a part of my reality. So just filtering through all of those things that are in our consciousnesses to really look at, to really step into what's next. And that's been, I think really, especially the last six months mm. going, okay, you want to be brave. You want to, you want to really be vulnerable and be seen yeah. for the work you're doing, but also at the same time, all of the other money, other amazing things, you know, contributing to people on this level, mm -hmm. um, calling in more people that are really looking for this kind of transformation as well as, you know, being seen and celebrated in a way that is next level for me. Oh, just those words, not just, but those words of being seen and celebrated. And it starts with you saying that yes to you. That's what you're saying about that claiming of yes, I see and I celebrate my brilliance. And given that the work that we did together for a couple of years, like in some ways it's like, really? You experience doubt? Like you're so freaking brilliant. You're so freaking like confident. So it's just like that. Thank you for just that acknowledgement of, yeah, you experience that too, that doubt and that insecurity, that that's part of the resistance, the process of you've talked about it. I've heard you talk about it. I love this as the white water that you got to move through to get out into the calmer waters. And so thank you for just acknowledging that. Cause I know that was one of the big head tripping things that for me and our work together was just like, holy wow, I've exerted, I've spent so much energy doubting who am I, who doesn't doubt. Mm -hmm. And what you said about surrendering all of that, like the old to have the new, what's your sense of who you're being invited to become as this woman who is known by even more mm -hmm. who's contributing your brilliance to even more what's my sense of that yeah as an identity mm -hmm. shift as a yeah i think that there's like next level confidence in my work and also it's really bringing through doing things differently so if i'm going to step into being seen more which likely will be that more people work with me uh, you know, I'm, I'm acknowledged more and all that kind of good stuff, right? Then my systems have to be different in my business. I'm a different leader for my team. Yeah, I can't just hide out and do things, a few things that I've been doing in my business, the way I've been doing them, things have to shift. 
And I have to look from that perspective and create backwards. Mm -hmm. I have to go, okay, so if we're going to say quadruple the number of clients that we have in different programs and things, stuff like that, then what do our systems need to look at look like so that we can handle that level of volume? Yeah. Right. And how clear do our processes need to be? You know, when people come into a free um, offer or our Facebook group or anywhere else, Right. So there's got to be next level clarity. There's going to be next level systems. There's going to be my dream team on board where I trust everybody. Yeah. Right. Where we're in communication in ways that actually works. Right. There's just all these different things that's like, okay, next level. Now I have dream team. Right. And I have really great systems, but we're taking all of it to the next level. So we start looking at that. Then I'm looking at who am I as a CEO? Right. What's really my job in my company? Right. My job was from solopreneur and, you know, every solopreneur that goes through six figures into seven figures and, and, you know, really creates a, you know, themselves as seen in the, in the world has to go through the stages of solopreneur where you're doing everything to having a virtual assistant or assistant in general, and then having team and then having sales team and then having like whatever the, the transition is in team, your role is different. Mm-hmm. how you function is different and some of that stuff is hard because you're like i'm the only one that can do this part totally <laughs> no one can do it as well as i can nobody can make the websites <laughs> as good as me and exactly. now i'm like oh my god there's so much better like people can do it so much better than me um copywriting right writing the sales pages like the email communications the you know all the things yeah when we're looking at all of that have to you you've got to let go let go it's an ongoing process of letting go yeah and I look at right now for me uh, and I have a new um team I'm working with for some of our our Facebook stuff and he's like Corey I I am going to help you be in your brilliance and you're going to be leading your classes and working with your clients and you're going to be doing your social media stuff and that's pretty much it and then working with your team on the high level. And I went, oh, oh my God, I think I just had an orgasm. That's amazing, right? Because somebody else sees, like when somebody else gets that that's their job to help you do that, it's like, oh my God. Because of so much of the holding on and some of the fear is people aren't, some of the fear is people aren't going to do it as well as I did. Yeah. They're not really going to get me. And that's just a level of communication. So my communication has to get better. Yeah. Right. And you're letting go of control and receiving that support and seeing what they can contribute. That's different from the way you would do it. And yet there's different genius there that you're getting to step into. Yes. Yeah. And even hiring the right people knowing because you go through it in in that that journey you go through hiring different people and and where you're at and it for me it's just gotten better and better and better my hiring is uh, in the hiring Mm -hmm. the right people values and um community-based and not community-based but um what's that called it's basically values-based um, team building, mm-hmm. right. Versus, um, oh, I'm going to hire this person because they're good, but they're not really a culture, uh, That's what I'm thinking. culture, culture yeah. fit, right. Yeah. So it's culture fit values based team. And that creates a really strong, uh, what I found is it creates a really strong team that mm-hmm. vibes together. 
loves their jobs and then are doing a really great job at the same time. So they're all committed to the mission. Yeah. 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 Which makes such a difference and you know, such a unique culture. So it's definitely important to have these unicorns who are like in on the magic and like, yes. And what I, what I'm so appreciating about what you're sharing is the both and of there's the becoming, there's the energy of this woman, this leader, this thought leader that is reaching even more people. So there's a beingness, those energies of who you be as that leader. And there's a lot of doingness. Like there's a lot of like steps and actions and the growth of the team. So there can be this scaling. And I know one of the things that I got to experience with you in Creation Academy was like setting these targets, set it, like being in action. It's the both and of seeing that vision and that future, becoming her, them, while taking the action in the daily. It just feels so important that we're speaking to it, that you're speaking to it. Cause I think sometimes there's that like thought of, I'm going to take a quantum leap and I'm just going to visualize myself there. And then I'm there. And like, I don't have to actually do anything, get their steps to take, to have that. So I just, yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah. When I had my first awareness of a quantum jump that I did, I had just moved to San Diego and the, the, my first year in San Diego was phenomenal. And I remember thinking, wow, I have like checked off everything on my bucket list. And I was sitting there going, oh, wow, what's next? And it hit me like my life is very different, but not different at the same time, right? Like I literally still have to wipe my own ass. I still have to do my own laundry, right? And I think in my world, I had this fantasy of like, just like what you're talking about, that everything was going to be so different. Like I'd be implanted into another reality altogether on another planet where things are all different, which who knows, maybe that's what happens when we graduate from this reality, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like boom in another yeah. reality. Who knows? But I, I think in my world I just didn't know. So I went, oh, so there's still gonna be certain things. Now maybe I do have somebody do my laundry in the future, right? But there's still certain things you still have to feed yourself. You still have yeah. to manage your calendar. You still have to do the things. Yeah. Right. That run your life. So there's, that's always going to be there, but it's going to be different. You're going to have a different perspective. You're going to have maybe more ease with those things. And then there's going to be certain things that you're like, no, I actually just don't do that anymore. Mm -hmm. Like the guy telling you, we're going to take care of these things so that you can do those things and just focus on those. So yeah, some, some of the doing gets taken away. Yes. And a lot of it changes. Yeah. A hundred percent. And then really how you see yourself, right. And with your reality and what your priorities are, right. So like one of my priorities used to be working hard. Mm. It was, it was a subconscious priority that I got from my family and this reality too. Like you just have to work hard. If I just work hard, then I'm going to make it. And then at some point working hard, I said, I don't want to have that as my priority anymore. So who am I that doesn't work hard, right? Who am I that leverages? Who am I that has more fun? Who am I that enjoys my life, not works hard? So I had to flip around some priorities and start going, well, if I'm not this person who works hard, if not the version of me that works hard, then how 
how do I function? That's a hard one to let go of. That's because Especially so when you're ingrained in all of our actions. Yeah. 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 So keep going. I didn't mean that. Yeah. Working hard. So if you are somebody who's like, I work hard and now I'm exhausted all the time, yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> this might resonate with you. But one of the things I had to do in, and even the being, if you look at being brave and the risk of, okay, well, if I don't, I know that working hard feels like I'm, I'm making it, I'm going somewhere. But if I really looked at the results, what did I get? Well, my business was growing, but I was exhausted. I wasn't really having as much fun as I wanted. I, uh, and then in my previous business, I, it was not growing. It was going straight into the earth, like, <laughs> like a nosedive, <laughs> right? So in that sense, I had to look at, wait a second, I have to add more joy because this isn't working at all and I'm miserable. So when I started doing that, then I started working, but I was still working hard, not nearly as much, but I was still working hard. And I said, you know, somebody said, oh, what if you work smart instead? So I was like, oh, I'm going to work smart. And that was better. But what I ended up starting to do was working aware. So mm. in the working aware, it's for me, it's going to the future and going, okay, what timeline do I want to hop on? Ooh, this one sounds really good. I like that one. And then reverse engineering that. And when I reverse engineer it, then it's really clear the pathway to create that. And it's not about working hard. It's about working precisely with your awareness. And doing the quote work, I say in quotes, of letting go of that story that it's hard because as you teach, our one changing our perception, our perspective changes our entire reality. So it can go from, I love that working hard or working aware and your whole experience of work shifts. Like I, I imagine this is true for you. I, when we're engaged in creations that we're so lit up by and inspired by like in an old paradigm, there'd be the hard work working late hours and like I'm drained and that kind of thing. Whereas like Saturday night, I was editing one of my other, two of my other podcast interviews that I've done and I was having so much fun and I'm like, it's Saturday night and I'm using GarageBand and I'm editing these. Now, granted, I do have a team that does the major part of things, but I wanted to get in there and do some things. And it was like, it's fun. I'm playing. It's not like work, hard work. And so just the, the energy of who we're being is so different. Like you said, the tasks can be the same. We're still wiping our bum. We're still doing the laundry. And yet that energy that gets brought to it is just the joy changes everything. Yeah. And it, and it really, it makes such a difference to bring that to the table because that's happened so many times since I've started this business, which has been 12 years now of like, I love this work. It doesn't feel like work. It's so much fun. And then yeah. at some point, some of these things start turning into work, right? They're like, okay, now I know that's the time to let it go and have somebody else love that work. Because <laughs> that's always the indicator that I need to be focusing on something else. Yeah. Like a signpost. It's not that anything's wrong. It's just something needs to shift now. It's time to have something different here. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So one of the other things that um, I think is really powerful in this particular conversation is that, you know, a lot of times we're looking to the external reality, like life outside of us, where we see, we see the house and we see the car and we see our bodies in the mirror and we see yes. the relationships and, we, and we're in a automatic reaction 
to the external. So some something might give us a reaction of joy and something might give us the reaction of fear or or unhappiness or doubt or whatever. And perspective shift is that when we're in this automatic response or automatic reaction to the external, we think, oh, it's the external things that make the joy. It's the external things that make me upset, right? It's external things that dictate my emotions or how I feel about something or what, how I can be and feel in any moment. And the perspective shift is that you don't have to react to everything on the external. You can observe it, right? And so we can observe something that's happening on the external that maybe in the past it was uh, you were in a reaction of fear or reaction of unhappiness. That does, makes me angry. <laughs> you hear a lot of that every day, right? Mm-hmm. Your point of view makes me so angry. I want to try to control your point of view so that you don't make me angry anymore. That exactly. is running the world right now. Yeah. And that is the most disempowering place to function from because you're always looking outside of yourself to determine how you feel. And you don't feel okay unless everybody else does it right, unless the world does it right, unless the universe delivers exactly what you want. And that's disempowering. The most empowering place to stand, in my perspective, is that you actually get to say. And this is actually what I would call energetic mastery, where you go, okay, I don't have to react to that anymore. I can actually choose my response. Right. And then we can look and say, if I react right now, and, and this takes t- practice, like this totally. really takes practice. Called, right? Yeah. Cause it's <laughs> unlearning a way of being that is enforced by this reality to like, yeah. yeah. Enforced and normalized. Yeah. And also there's, you know, if you look at any of Dr. Dispenza's work, right. Who talks about actually the biology and response systems in our bodies with the chemicals and the hormones and all of the stuff, like including adrenaline and dopamine and all of that stuff is included in this. So energetic mastery is a lifelong like learning and process of development. But if we start to just introduce this perspective shift of wait, wait, what if you could actually observe what's going on and then choose your response, how would you like to most um, joyfully respond to this? Right. Yeah. Like for example, the other night where I was staying, um, I woke up to uh, somebody being thrown against the wall in the next room at one. Uh, it was twelve o'clock midnight, and I was so excited to get such a good night's sleep, and I was like, "Well, what's happening?" And the old me would have been like, "Those jerks," in more explicit words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How dare they be so inconsiderate? That is so rude. And I'm getting angrier and angrier and angrier and like old ah, self. They're so wrong. Yeah. For waking me up. Right. Yeah. And that's totally a perspective I would have had in the past. But this time I woke up and I went, huh, well, that's an interesting way to wake up. And I was disheveled and also baffled. I was like, how is this happening right now? So anyway, I took the necessary actions because there was something not good happening in the next room. And I was able to call the front desk and the police actually came and I was up for two more hours. And I had a really full day the next day, like really full day, full on. And I went, all right, I am not reacting with this lower vibration because anger is slow. And what anger does is it brings you down and brings everything down. And sometimes you can get stuck there and then you're angry for a whole day, a week, a year. That one time, time I'm still so angry about it, right? Yeah. So talk about being brave. Bravery for me is like not going into that 
that whole pathway oh. and going, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to respond with baffled. Baffled is like, for me, like this neutral energy of like, Oh, what's going on there? What's happening? It doesn't have a, this is good or bad attached to it. It's more neutral. I'm curious. So I was just being in yeah. the energy and being calm and responding. Right. And then I was a little bit frustrated because I couldn't get back to sleep right away, but I was like, you know, what? I'm just going to let this frustration go. And this is just the way it is right now. Right. And anyway, I ended up getting back to sleep, had an amazing day. I was exhausted yesterday, but it all turned out amazing. Okay. And the perspective shift to be able to observe and then respond consciously, you will gain all of your power and you can respond to anything. It will end arguments. It could end wars. It will end all of this division in the world Yeah. because you no longer have this energy bouncing off on these, these um, I would call them frequencies that are disempowering, right? Now there's, yeah. for example, the anger, we know, you know, there's actually good anger. You can be angry about something, but good, healthy anger is when you can actually let it go. Mm -hmm. People live in anger for years, lifetimes. That's, yeah. that's an unhealthy anger and unhealthy meaning is disrupting your natural vibration. Mm -hmm. Right. It's destroying so, versus creating something new or different. Yeah. And yeah. it really is holding on and talk about being brave, yeah. brave to let it go. Yeah. Man, change your life. Huge. Yeah, absolutely. And this, this whole thing about the, the practice, the making different choices to go from being in that reactive state to learning how to respond and prioritize attention on the inner world and what you're desiring to experience, like your joy. You talk about in Creation Academy and other trainings and programs about your energetic priorities. Like, what are you committed to? It's like the, I won't let someone else yuck my yum. And that takes, like if you're shifting out of, for example, a world that tells you it's all about working hard and that's what you prove your value to the world when you're working hard and you start choosing, I'm going to work aware. I'm going to let my work be play. It's like, can you just speak to what that's, I mean, I know this is huge, but like it, it takes a bravery. It takes a commitment to staying in your lane, so to say, to recognize that I am different and it's okay. You are making different choices right now than anyone else around you. And it can, it takes a bravery. That's why I've been so inspired by you for so long. Cause it's like, you see this different way as possible. And you're like, I'm, I'm going there. I'm creating this. And it's like when all these voices and other people around you would be like, who, who does she think she is? Da, 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 da. Like all these voices that are just like, no, you stay here. You do it this way. You don't do that. You don't go out and be your own rising star in the world with where you, what your brilliance is. So can you speak to that again? I know that's really big. Yeah, no, it, it reminds me um, when I was 24, or 25, I had a job at a law firm. I was the only non-law, well, there was one other person. It was the front desk person. I was in the customer uh, relations for this law firm. And I would work with accounts and stuff like that. And 
everybody in the whole office, and there was probably like 60 people in the office, they were all like about working hard and how stressed they were and how much workload they had and all this stuff. And I had taken a 55 hour a week job and turned it into about 25. So I had a lot of extra space in my world and I was pretty young. And so I didn't really know what to do with that. And there was really no communication with my boss. And it was really, it was pretty toxic situation in general, but that's what I had done. And I went, I have this other time on my hands and I kind of started goofing off a little bit, but what I had to do, because I didn't have nearly as much work and I knew I wasn't as stressed as everybody else. Cause I was like, I don't need to be stressed. Why would I need to be stressed? I just, you know, don't nearly have as much work. So what I did though, to look like I had a lot of work was I had files always stacked on my desk. So every time somebody came by, I would, I'd be like, Oh, I got a lot of work going on, but I didn't. Right. Because at that point I wasn't strong enough to go, Hey boss, I, I totally just did this and I, I need to, you know, get some more work or whatever. And I would have, let me say this. I would have a completely different conversation if that was my situation now than 25 years old. Yeah. But I knew that if I looked like I wasn't working, that I was going to get a lot of attention. Yeah. I didn't want that attention. Right. Yeah. So I knew to do that now. I'm like, that's so funny because now I just don't care. Like everybody else's perspectives about how I should be are really none of my business. And they're going to throw them at me and they're going to throw them at you and they're going to go, yeah, you should do this or this. But here's what I've known. Here's the key. If you want the key, here's yeah. my, my perspective shift is that, and this is what I've, I've really noticed is that when I don't have any judgments or worries or concerns about whatever I'm choosing or however I'm being, yeah, hardly anybody else does either. Totally. Right. Like there's just not a resonance in my world. So if somebody does like, they'll say, Oh, Corey is just living the easy life. She's so lucky and so blessed. And geez, this isn't, she just privileged or something. And I just laugh at it because I don't have the trigger within myself, the own self judgment on it, on what I'm doing or how I'm being to react. Yeah. I just go, wow, you're just in a totally different reality. And I just disrupted your, you know, your world over there somehow. Yeah. By being me. That's yeah. none of my business. Yeah. It's not at all. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Cause it's so breaking that old pattern of codependence and like, <laughs> like how you think of me matters. Yeah. It will determine how happy and successful I can be. And it's just like, you are in here that empowered. Yeah coming from within. Speaking of empowered, switching gears into relationships and communication, I'd love to hear, I know there's been different kinds of conversations you've been having lately with your partner. So would you be willing to share? Yeah, I, I tell you. So my relationship with Ben, we've been together like six and a half years now. And I think that, you know, when you're with the right person, since you're dating right now, here's my dating advice. <laughs> When you're with the right person, you'll naturally heal together. Mm. You'll naturally evolve together. If, if you, that's the kind of relationship you want. Yeah. And I've noticed that um, there's been a deep healing within me on many, many levels. And I've really stepped into uh, a different version of myself in relationship. And part of that is trusting our communication. 
right? And even the hard stuff is like a year ago, there was, uh, I was very unsettled because, you know, we're you know, two years into not being able to travel. We were actually basically trapped in Australia. We couldn't leave, like literally could not leave the country. Yeah. Even though it's a big country, there's lots of places to travel within. It was like, it was, it was, it was very interesting. Lots of weird stuff happening in the world. And I couldn't do what I really wanted to do and what I was doing. So my old life was, you know, put on pause. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I was like, I really need, I need more travel. I need, I need more adventures. I, I, I'm not happy. And cause that's one of the things like adventure and uh, being in different situations really has me be more creative. And when I'm not, I get into ruts and I routines um, are good on one level, but also very, um, not very inspiring for me. We'll say it yeah. that way. Like the adventure and travel, like really has my creativity overflowing and that's where I'm the happiest. So I don't want to travel 24 seven, but I, I need a yeah. regular consistent stream of travel. Yes. So yeah. uh, having a conversation with Ben, I went, you know, I'm just not happy. And I was trying to figure out what was going on. So in a com in conversations with him, because I was like, is it him and me? Is it where I'm living? Is it the travel? Like, like sorting it all out. And, you know, saying whatever was on my mind. And that really took, I would say that was moments of being brave for me because I felt like I was risking our relationship. Mm. Because at that moment, I was like, I don't know if I can live in this place that we are because it's a country town. There's not a lot of vibes happening. We're outside of the town. And it's a beautiful, amazing place. But there's just not a lot of vibrancy in mm -hmm. in what I vibe with that makes me feel alive yeah though it's beautiful and amazing and and wonderful all at the same time it's this paradox yeah and so in the conversations that I I need I need to travel I need to be somewhere else I felt more called to being um, in another part of like three hours away in the gold coast I feel alive there for some reason I don't even know why because it's just the energy and I was like I might need to move to, to get my vibe back. Right. Mm -hmm. And he was like, okay, well, then we'll just have a long distance relationship. And I went, what? And I, Cause I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't know how it was all going to work out. And, yeah. um, anyway, I ended up actually just going down to the gold coast once a month for 10 days or two weeks. And that fulfilled my oh. need and desire and the vibes and all that, that, you know, made me go, Oh, I actually don't have to move. I just need to, to move around. Yeah. And not yeah. necessarily move location. Yeah. So it's worked out really well. And it just opened a whole nother level of conversation because like with Ben, he's like, I've always known about you that you need to feel free. Mm. And if you don't feel free and you feel trapped, it's not going to work. And I was feeling trapped by lots of things in the world, yeah. not necessarily by him. And I kind of felt like if I'm not going to be in this city, then he might want to make a different choice. Mm -hmm. And anyway, it's all worked out. I just travel more and um, the communication just has been amazing to have that level of communication with somebody, whereas before in my, in who I was being and also the people I was choosing in relationships, 
it wouldn't land right. There'd always be some miscommunication or some other expectation or like the need for somebody else to say, well, if you're not going to be here, then I can't have a relationship with you. But yeah. for Ben, it was more important to have the relationship and see how could we create it? Yeah. Which was like, ah, oh, it's such a uh, relaxation to the nervous system. Totally. To have that yeah. space. Yeah. Corey, I love this so much. I'm appreciating this on so many levels. And the gift that you're giving to yourself to recognize, one, it wasn't actually Ben. Like, I know so many times we can make that mistake of thinking, I'm not happy. Something's amiss. It must be you. I must leave because something about this is suffocating. I must leave to figure out what it is and end it. Like, so as this like destruction thing versus this, something is up, something need more. And like the responsibility and the recognition and the awareness of joy, location, a different place can give that to you. You don't have to destroy anything with Ben. And what a cool partner too. I mean, hello, that speaks to both of you, what you're choosing, who you are, that you've created that. You took responsibility, prioritized your joy. He's supporting that without going away. And now you get to have that, the both and, the intimacy with self, with him, and it's changing things. And now, you know, I know you've been in Mexico together and Colorado. You're there in Colorado on your own. Anyway, what a beautiful, beautiful example of what can be possible in relationship. Yeah, and and a year later now, our relationship is better than it's ever been. It just continues to get better. And what Ben will say is, is what I said before, is I know that you need to be free. You need to feel free. And if if ever you don't feel free with me, then I know that you're going to have to move on. And I was very clear about that priority for me and not, not as a priority, like this is my priority, I'm choosing it, but as a yeah. core priority, right? Because I know that if I don't feel free in anything, then I am not able to create, I'm not able to be as free as myself. So being freely myself, being free in my relationship. And that doesn't mean that we're, you know, doing things like polyamory or anything like that. We're totally together and monogamous, but the freedom is really in me being me and the choices I get to make and also giving him that freedom as well. So Ben's got three kids, they're still in school and young. So he's, his choice and priority is to be there for his kids and not move away until they're older. And so that says, and, and this is such a, it's such an interesting thing. You go, okay, well, I love who I get to be in relationship with Ben. And so if I was in Australia and not with him, I would not live where we are. Mm-hmm. I would be probably down on the Gold Coast. And so I go, I look at that and I go, okay, so then what else is available here? What about the both and? What about yeah. having a relationship with him and still having that, you know, whatever else that is that's the freedom part? Yeah. Right. And so it's like, okay, all right. And then the fact that it just continues to get better, it's like, oh, cutting yourself off or stopping yourself from choosing something because of somebody else's reality is not the answer, right? And when you have somebody that's saying, hey, 
I love being with you and I, I want to keep creating with you. How can we have this work out better than we can even imagine right now? Yeah. Then that opens the infinite possibilities for you to see, well, what timeline is that? Let's see. Let's jump on that one. Mm-hmm. And, and then who do I need to be? Yes. I'll say one more thing about this. Yeah. It was hard. And I, I found it oddly hard to be able to choose to leave every month for 10 days or two weeks to go have my adventures. Right. And I was like, I don't know why it was hard for me, but I was like, God, I feel like this is weird. And, and, and maybe it was social constructs or other things like that. But once I did, I was like, oh man, I just feel so much more alive now. Mm. And that aliveness is a gift to you and your relationship and your business and all of your clients and the planet. And it's like that aliveness. Oh, it's like the, the bravery to choose what brings you alive and have the conversations that allow that to be. And the willingness to, there's the letting go of control. You're talking about, oh, you're talking about that with your business and the scaling and the journey there. And in relationship, it's like, how much do we limit ourselves to what we can have? Cause we're trying to hold on to this as it is right here. Versus letting go and opening up and wow, it become, can become something even more. Oh, Corey, I am so fed as always by our conversations together. And I just, I want to let listeners know, like there is so much more Corey available to you beyond this podcast. First of all, thank you for listening. And if you'd like to tap in, tune in be part of more of these conversations that Corey is inviting and catalyzing in the world. You can check her out at magical living by design, meet Michelle.com. Anything else you feel called to say before we wrap? Oh, I have a question for you before we go, Corey, who given that this series is dedicated to brave women, brave living, who inspires you in life, in the world these days as a brave woman? Dolores Cannon. Dolores Cannon, way, way before anybody else was talking about so many different things in the world and having different conversations from such clarity and confidence in the face of the world totally looking differently. And she was bringing through the past life uh, hypnosis and quantum hypnosis and just having these conversations that nobody would, well, maybe some people, but the general population wasn't having. And we see now like her impact of the work that she did. And she just kept doing because she was guided, right? She lived a completely guided life and um, her work has just continues to have tsunami waves of awakening through the world. And, and that is such an inspiration. And talk about being brave. Like the work that she did was so against the grain of yeah. that everybody else was doing at the time. Yeah. So considered like out there and a freaking pioneer. hundred percent. Yeah. Thank you for being a pioneer. Mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful for this time that we've gotten to spend together today, Corey. So thank you so much. And listeners, I wonder what potent truths got 
delivered through the airwaves today in this conversation that might sparkle and light possibilities for you in your world in the moments and days ahead, because that is some of your magic, Corey Michelle. So listeners, thank you for tuning in. I look forward to seeing you the next time. And Corey, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you so much. And I wonder what contribution all of this will be. Yes. See ya. And that's a wrap. Or is it? If you're like me and you want to continue these conversations, come on over and join the free Brave Women, Brave Living Facebook group where we're having conversations that cultivate courage. And before you go, I have a request and a reminder. If you'd be willing to share this episode with the women in your world, subscribe and leave a five-star review, that will help me reach more women with this message of brave living. I have a sense they'll thank you and I thank you too. Now for the reminder, brave living is not about being fearless. It's about noticing the fear, summoning your courage and doing the thing anyway. You're amazing. Thank you for tuning in. I look forward to seeing you in the Facebook group on the next episode. And until then, be brave, be wild, and have so much fun being the magic that is you. Mwah!